Welcome to the Angler's Channel Insider Podcast, presented by Sportsman's Warehouse, your fishing and outdoor store. This week's show is brought to you by Ranger Boats, still building legends one at a time. Now, here is your host, Chris Brown. Welcome in, folks, to this week's Angler's Channel Insider Podcast. I'm Chris Brown, along with social media ninja, Mr. David Jong. I saw your TikTok made a little bump there, DX. And of course, the one and only TikTok sensation himself, Mr. Kenneth freaking Grover. 108, 102, 102 people as of this morning. New members on TikTok, 410. Started out at 100 and something, I think. Now we're at 410 for KG. Getting oh so close to that 500 mark. Tell you what, we'll give away something for 500. <laughs> and then we'll do a bigger something at 1,000. How's that? That work? Trying to get Grover TikTok famous. Come on with it. He just needs to do the dance, you know. It's all he needs. <laughs> It'll zoom past 1,000. I can't even get a comment out on this. So the, the dance, what is the dance? There's like a bunch of dances. So which one is the dance? Just a dance. If I can see a, listen, the man hugged me again on Saturday. So maybe we should have got that on film. Maybe if we got a hug, <laughs> that would go a long way. I, I don't know. I don't know, but I'm just that, saying. That wasn't for everybody, Chris. I know it wasn't for everybody, but it could be, it could, it could, it could get Burl this trip, right? Burl, <laughs> step it up. Let's go. Get your get your peeps. I know Burl's got peeps, man. Come on, Burl. Get your peeps going. Let's get uh let's get KG to, to five and then to a thousand. So and then while you're ready to get Angler's Channel to a thousand, I'm going I'll, I'm going nowhere. I'll, so I'll scroll through some uh some video clips. Um I might have a little extra time off this week. So I'll scroll through some video clips. See if I can't come up with some kind of a hook set dance. Oh, a little hook set mm. dance. I like it. Okay, yeah, give us a hook set dance. I need to go back because I, I I actually did a little bit this morning on mine. I don't know I, if I if I gained some new followers. Oh, I'm up uh, I'm up to thirteen now. So, so DX and I are, are the same. We're we're tied. <laughs> we're tied now. So although I'm like KG, I don't know that all my followers are inefficient. I think they saw Chris Brown. They got all excited. If I changed it to Chris Breezy, I'd really get a few more followers. But that ain't me. That ain't me. So right, KG. Um, I don't know. It could be sometimes. Preston seen, seen me do a little dance in the trailer over the weekend, especially when y'all had that double, you know, back to back, and he and I are high fiving and fist bumping and and whatnot. He seen me do a little dance. I could probably pull some clips out of that trailer because I had a I had a time lapse running that trailer. Could probably pull a uh, some clips out of that too. So, peeing in the styrofoam cup. Preston learned real quick this weekend. Don't ever drink out of a out of a styrofoam cup in my trailer because you don't know what what's been in it. Because it's probably been me peeing more or less when I can't get out and get to the bathroom. So during a commercial break, <laughs> don't last. That's the one thing the trader does not have. No, it's got a hole. I was going to build a funnel, right? With it, but I hadn't. I just yeah, I, no. I just I stop at the store in the morning. I get extra extra styrofoam cup, and um, I tell Preston just to I lock the door and say like, just ignore me for a minute. And that's just the way it's going to be. But it is Thanksgiving week, Turkey week, and uh, big plans this week for Turkey David. I know you have you already eaten? Have you already done the Thanksgiving? I know you've got family all over the place up there. Y'all go here and there and everywhere. 
Got big plans this week for Thanksgiving? Uh, Thursday uh, with my in-law's side and then Friday with friends and then Saturday with my side. So it'll be a lot of turkey the next, this end of the week. So I'm not sure if I, yeah, but yeah, pretty busy, I guess you could say, but uh, hopefully it'll be enjoyable. Is it is it strictly turkey everywhere you go? Pretty sure there's turkey everywhere. Uh, I mean, no, nobody does anything different in your house. I'm pretty sure there's there's different stuff, but there's always turkey there. So, um, but yeah, like I know with my family, it's a potluck, and we do a bunch of random stuff. So, what do you, what do you what do you bring? What do you cook for this dude? I, I don't know with my I know I'm I'm supposed to go pick up some pies at a at a farmer's market. That's not what stuff. I asked. What do you cook, David? What do you make? What do you bring? I, I think he answered my. That. Well, no, well, my wife, my, my daughter likes it when I make uh, mashed potatoes <laughs> and I don't do it from the box. <laughs> okay. All right. I make macaroni and cheese. It's my grandmother's macaroni and cheese. So I'll make it and it's, it's pretty freaking awesome, especially when you put a pound of shredded cheese in that sucker and it's really freaking awesome. So that's, uh, that's my gig. KG, how about you? Your wife cooking this year? Well, we're supposed to go to my mother-in-law's house, um, but they got sick last week, and I don't. I have not gotten an update in the last couple of days, but I'm, they were like real bad sick. Oh wow! Um, negative for COVID, negative for flu, but like my wife was taking them food. Oh wow! So um, we're 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 just kind of waiting to verify they're going to actually be better. <laughs> Hopefully, they'll be better, and we can all get together. But yeah, we're planning on going there Thursday to eat. Um, probably turkey and ham. Because I'm I'm the turkey eater, but everybody else in the family prefers ham. I'm the turkey guy too. Everybody else likes ham too, and they're like, I'm like, I'm the tur- I want the turkey by God, give me the turkey and the gravy and the gravy and all that stuff. I, I I'll do a piece of ham, but I really want the turkey. Now you give me the little Hawaiian rolls, David, and some ham. Sure. <sighs> some oh yeah, we get it right. Yeah, man. I, yeah. I, I kind of like both myself, but. Something about a good turkey is just hard to beat. It is hard to beat. It really is. It makes me fat, but it puts me to sleep. But man, it's hard to beat. So, and, and it may be because I eat ham so many other times of the year that the turkey's just it just seems different. But sure. it's, I mean, Thanksgiving turkey they kind of go together. What's your side dish, KG, that you gotta have on Thanksgiving? Well, I mean, the mac and cheese is a given, so I, I won't even throw that in the loop. I mean, you have to have that. Sure. But uh, candied yams. Oh. Got it going for the yams. David, how about you? Um, I'm not sure if it was my mom's or my dad's, but the stuffing. Okay. All right. Nope. Not a big stuffing guy, but yeah, I got you. I got you. Pretty much anything my mom or my mother-in-law makes, the you know, the butter beans, black eyed peas, the what is it? What else do we do? Green bean casserole. I know that sounds weird. That that's a good one. Um I Pretty much anything else that, that either one of them two make, um, besides macaroni and cheese, because I make it. I'm, but I, now I'll take I'll take half that thing of macaroni and cheese myself. So y'all don't don't mess with me my macaroni and cheese. By God, it's it's pretty good. I'm I'm gonna put it up there with the best. So, but uh, well, good. Any other traditions? Go ahead, David. Sorry. Well, I was gonna say before, since we're talking about dishes, uh, and I don't know if you guys prefer something different, since you guys are south of the Basin Dixon line. But I prefer paper plates. Paper I'm talking about dessert. I don't know if y'all oh, do dessert. like dessert, pumpkin pies, or if you guys are like, no, I don't, you know, pecan or some other, you know, super like, I guess 
dentist unfriendly dessert that rots away at your teeth and stuff like that? Have you not seen <laughs> my, my teeth? My, my, my whole diet is, is unfriendly to dentists or to whatever. What's, what's your, what's your, what's your dessert of choice, David? Pumpkin. Okay. KG. I don't do pecan, so I don't do pecan pie, but uh, I'm a straight up cake guy. So I'm, I'm good with just a, a good old pound cake. Pound cake? Mm. Well, what? What's? Let's go back to cake for a minute. What's? What's your favorite cake? Not just Thanksgiving, but just straight, just a straight up pound cake. No, straight up, straight up pound cake. No, I, well, I'm with you on that. I'm with you on that. Give me a yellow cake, a good yellow cake with a chocolate frosting. But my mom makes a a yellow cake for my birthday, and then she makes her own icing. And I'm talking like when you wake up in the morning and you know what's in the house. It's like I'll grab a gallon of milk in the thing and I'm I'm on the you know, I'm hidden somewhere in the house with a fork. <laughs> Literally have left Georgia with a half a cake on a paper plate driving and a half gallon of milk driving something back home and, and a fork eating it. I mean, it's that freaking good. And yesterday that's why my mouth looks like it does and my <laughs> teeth are falling out because I'm that's what I do. But my sister, my my wife's sister in law is going to be here from San Antonio, so I'm going to have all kinds of good stuff for breakfast this week when she's here cooking. Her and her two daughters, but she makes a key lime pie that's freaking just out of this world, and I'm bad on some key limes, so excited for that for sure. But I'm I'm with you, KG. I'll take a straight up cake. I, I I'd really do it over a piece of pie anytime. But if Isabel's here and making a key lime, I'm I'm all about the key lime too. So I can uh, I can tear up some key lime. 901-493-0437. Give me your I don't want to say off the wall, but what's your what's your candied yams of Thanksgiving? I'd like to know. It's the XON Hotline brought to you by Trickstep. Big shout out to Cliff Bates. Texture number six last week. Got him a hundred dollar sportsman's warehouse gift card. I think he was in cahoots with somebody though, because I kept getting these texts. From a 256 number, and I don't know anybody with a 256 number that listens to this show, but apparently they came out of the woodwork last week, <clears throat> and uh, I got a bunch of 256s, and uh, we're going to go, let's go 10 this week, dude. What do you say? Texture <laughs> number 10, 901-493-0437. That's the X-Zone hotline brought to you by our friends at Trickstep. You know why I went 10? Because it fits right in. Trickstep.com, 10% site-wide this week, 10% off, site-wide for Black Friday specials. And then TH Marine, use code TH20 for 20% off your order on a Black Friday special there. So texture number 10, 901-493-0437. That's the Exxon Hotline brought to you by Trickstep. And uh, yeah, we'll see what we can uh, see what we can do. Sent a, uh, finally got caught up. On our giveaways, our you pickums and things like that. Yes, sir, Kenneth. Since you brought up Trick Step, I was going to go ahead and say this. Say you know, it. we were at Pickwick this past weekend. We were. Water's down on Pickwick. And when I got dropped in the water, or actually, when I, I guess when I came back that afternoon, the truck had to be backed in pretty good ways yeah. uh, into the water. Mm-hmm. So having that Trick Step on the front to, to step off on and put my knee on and hook the boat back up, Sure does make it a whole lot easier. Oh, doesn't it though? You don't have to worry about sliding off and possibly getting wet and all that good stuff. I, I noticed today too. I, I, of course, on Facebook, you know, you see and follow everybody apparently. 
and uh, several folks getting new boats for the holidays. And uh, several of them had a trick step box sitting there on the tongue, like they just they bought a boat and got a trick step to go with it. So a lot of folks, um, if you haven't got one, you need to get one. They make them for everything. And um, make sure you do that. Trickstep.com, 10% off site-wide this week. Uh, make sure you do that. Got a few texts last week, guys, that were chiming in, trying to be number six. Um, Andrew Hatfield said, uh, don't underestimate Sister Schubert's roles. They are simple, but a very valuable contribution. I couldn't agree. I'll agree. agree. I'll agree. Have, have you had the blueberry lemon ones? Oh, no, I have not. I have to do that. They're, they're good. They're, they're kind of hard to find. Okay. The cinnamon rolls are good, too. They are. The cinnamon rolls are good. Cinnamon rolls are good. Warren Beard chimed in. He says, I don't think you guys are haters. He feels like another show is missing on this side of bass fishing. Because we did we did kind of wear out on, on MLF a little bit last week or FLW. And, you know, that's what's funny is we talked about this. We'll get into it a little bit later. But I was going through some, some text messages here to see this. But it's funny because y'all turned me on to, is it the Bilge with Chris and Trey Zeldane? Is that what it's called, the okay. Bilge? Yes. So I, I yeah. listen. I, 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 in, in the Bilge, I think. In the Bilge. In the Bilge, yes. yeah. In the Bilge with those two. That's a pretty good show. I was impressed. I, I watched the Matt Heron uh, episode, and that was that was a real good show. I love the fact he won't call it MLF. It's still FLW, if you notice that. It's, it's FLW this, FLW that. He's not calling MLF, which, you know, it's it, it's about right. So um, Matt Lazenby chimed in. He said, good show today. MLF versus Bass as a fishing platform was interesting to hear. Um, everybody's still trying to get that that texture in. Let's see who else was it. Um, who was this? They, they didn't leave me a name, but, he, but one person said, as far as why guys are headed back to Bass, I think there are two reasons. First being transparency within the organization on how they handle their business. The same issues a lot of anglers had with bass for so long was starting to happen in MLF. The leads, this, that leads to the next thing, history. The Red Crest and BPT will never be bass because history is what makes a sport. I heard a good quote on another podcast saying, bass isn't the biggest name in tournament fishing. It is tournament fishing, hands down. It starts and will end with bass. I think some guys are saying to themselves, well, if MLF is turning into bass, I might as well go back and have a chance at being part of that history. We'll talk about that a little more as well as we get into the show. We do have a good show for you guys tonight. No uh, no guest tonight as it is Thanksgiving week. Everybody's in the woods, finally off the water. But we uh, the Elite Series roster did come out this week, or last week rather. It's always the day after we do a show that all that stuff comes out. Every now and again, we'll get lucky, and MLF, FLW will put something out the morning of, but very rare. <clears throat> so uh, we'll talk about that a little bit here coming up and then um, whatnot. But like I said earlier, trickstep.com, 10% off site-wide, TH20, 20, TH Marine, use code TH20 for 20% off Black Friday specials. What else? Sportsman's just got some stuff going on as well, sportsman's.com. Talked to them last week. Um, pretty much everybody's got something happening for Black Friday this week. So make sure you're checking out those websites. Make sure you're supporting those that support this industry and uh, in this show. We would greatly appreciate it. So, KG, daughter's back from her whirlwind trip around the world. How is she? 
She's doing good. Uh, we picked her up from Nashville Sunday afternoon. Um, she had just finished about 16 plus hours on planes with a couple of layovers. So she's just waking up right now. She had, she, no, she <laughs> had been awake for 30 something hours oh straight at that gosh. point. So wow. she was a little punchy. Um, <laughs> it was perfect for the ride home though. Good. Two hour ride home. She talked just about most of the time. So good. It was really good to have her back. I hadn't seen him smile this big in about 13, 14 weeks, David. <laughs> did you get any special, what was it, souvenirs? Or did it all kind of like, you know, uh, I don't know, she bought you snacks or whatever, and then these got eaten on the way back home or what? If she's bought something, I have not seen it yet. But just having her here is good enough. That's Christmas, the only souvenir I need. Christmas is coming, dude. Ain't 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 no ain't giving gifts early. What are we talking about it. Christmas is coming. So <laughs> Christmas is coming. So speaking of which, that you know, you, Christmas is coming up. Well, good. I'm glad she's uh, glad she's home. But I thought about you Sunday. Uh, we were doing something. I thought KG's daughter's coming on today. I knew he was excited to get home for some other reason. So um, glad glad she's home. I'm glad everybody's everybody's safe and. And well, and uh, and doing good. Um, got to preview the Angler's Channel Bass Wrap Up Show, um, episode number five. It actually comes out not this weekend, but next. Episode four is going on right now, and we got a great segment in there from the championship. It's basically the KG show, is what it is, David. We got the ABT Championship, which actually airs this weekend. On Bally Sports Southeast, which is I, I told Kenny and Dustin again today, and John and Kay and others that that's the best show we've done for ABT. That is the absolute best show they've put together. The the drone work, the camera work, the 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 host, everybody involved in that show was incredible. And uh, Dustin did a great job putting that one together. Our editor. And um, you got to make sure you check it out, Bally Sports Southeast on Sunday morning. That that was a great show. But we preview it, or we we do a little quick segment in our show as well. But then there's a small mouth segment in that show with our buddy Kenneth Grover and Mark Zona. And talk us through that a little bit, KG, because you got to spend time with Zona. I know we talked about it before, but um, Kenny and, and Dustin broke it down into a cool little segment. You haven't seen it yet, but... It just looked fun to me. Well, I'm curious to see how they how they manipulated that because I had two different cameras, so it, it's it's pretty. I'm good. sure it got a little interesting to put together and make sense out of it. But uh, <laughs> no, we were on that uh, the Strike King Lose Riders Conference up in Michigan, and um, it was the first day we were on the waters. Zona was my second second person I got to ride with, and the, the timing of it just happened to be really good. He he had something he wanted to do. He couldn't do it uh, the previous uh, with the guy he was previous with because he said it was just too early. He right. needed the sun to get up where he could see better. Gotcha. He wanted to go across these shallow flats and look for boulders. And he knows that these fish are going to hang out on these boulders. He was just looking for single fish here and there. Um, throwing the thunder cricket to kind of show themselves and then would would follow that up uh, and catch them if they didn't eat the thunder cricket. But he pretty much kind of put his head down and went right to work and, and it worked out. So I, I feel like we got a good enough footage to where it kind of give you an idea of how to target uh, shallow smallmouth. 
Well, I just sent you guys both the, the preview link to see that. I think you'll agree. It's it's a really cool little segment, and uh, you did a great job, brother. So congratulations on your first uh, TV shot segment. Maybe it'll make TikTok. Who knows? Maybe you'll you know give us a little piece there on TikTok and be able to check it out, but it's definitely cool. That'll be coming up December the 5th. Fifth, the fourth, yeah, fifth, December the fifth, uh, on Discovery Channel Saturday morning at six thirty Eastern time on Discovery Channel. So you guys make sure you check that out. Um, that'll be good. We have a promo next week that comes up in the actual show, and then if you miss the show, it'll be on our YouTube channel and our website shortly thereafter. So make sure you check that out. Very cool show, KG. Great job with that, by the way. Great job. All right, the. Elite Series rosters, roster, excuse me, came out last week. And while we're excited about it, right, we pretty much know who's going to be there. And kind of like the BPT roster, we really don't care. (laughs) I mean, we do. We do, right? But we don't. 104 anglers. We will be interested for different reasons. Yes, yes. 104 anglers. Uh, involved um, the newest ones to join the fold, Joey Safuentes, formerly of uh, FLW MLF Glory, the cowboy hat guy. I like Joey. Will Davis Jr., who we've spoken to. Chicken Fajita or Cayoyo Fujita. I'm sorry, David. Cooper Gallant, who I'm excited about him making it. David Gaston from Silicaga, Alabama. Bradley Holman. Bradley's been there before, right? Yes. And now he's back. Logan like Le- 2006 to 2011, something like yeah, that. Yeah, something like that. Logan Latuso uh, in there. Um, Larry Nixon, the general. I sent him a text today. I said, Larry, any chance? He said, in the woods. I said, okay. I just I had to ask, right? Uh, Nixon's in there. Kyle Norsetter, Keith Poche, um, Bryant Smith, John Sukup. Alex Weatherall, all joining the fold for the elites. And yes, we are interested, but more so are we interested in the defections from the invitationals. <laughs> I think that's been the topic of of uh, of our text stream. It's it feels like. Over the last week, because every time I look up, it's this, how did this guy get an invite to the invitationals and how did, you know, how is this going to happen? How is that happening? I don't want to beat a dead horse again, but I mean, Casey Scanlon going back to the opens, Miles Berghoff going to the opens. Billy Mack, I mean, who else was it that, that we looked at through here that, that we're going to uh, I Just guys that, that posted up on social media that were going uh, to the Opens. And then you got guys leaving NPFL to go fish the Opens. So we're seeing, you know, a lot of guys trying to chase that, that deal. And did I read right, David, last week? On, I, I want to say I went back and read a press release he had like 180 guys fish all nine last year. Is that right? Or was it 100 or just 80 guys? I have to go back and look. It was 83. 83 guys. 83 guys fished all nine. It could be 183 fish all nine this year. <clears throat> well, I think I said last week I expected to be 150. That's right. 
At least 150. Yeah. Yeah. I think on BTL, they were talking about 175 guys signed up to fish all nine out of the opens so far. So that's, yeah. And that's, so that's quite a bit for guys to commit to all nine. So with a full fill of 225, that doesn't leave too many other guys available. It really does. It really doesn't. And and it's very strong. And it's going to be a incredible competition in my mind. For next year, for that, because I mean, you got guys from everywhere in that deal. In, in comparison, if they truly have 175 fishing all nine, it looks like the invitationals are struggling just to get 150. Well, especially when we see notes like we saw today or yesterday of guys saying they've joined the invitationals that haven't fished a Toyota series in years or at all. Is that right? Is that what I'm saying? Well, the, the one that I forged you yesterday, he fished one tournament one. in 2022. Okay, fished one one Toyota. Wow, not a not a division, one tournament, Just one event. Yes. Wow, wow. Um, did did fish MPFL in 22? I'm guessing this angler probably called and asked if he could join. I don't know why else. My understanding is the top 50, which if you read through the rules. I think it's top – I think they, they try to get top 15 out of each Toyota series. Right, right. As to qualify, but I know for a fact that they've sent invitations to everybody that finished in the top 50 of the Toyota series. In each division? In each division, yes. Wow. And they had until – well, they had a cutoff. They gave them like three days. I think it was the 17th. Okay. 5 p.m. on the 17th was their, was their cutoff or, or until filled – if it filled first, <laughs> um, but I've heard of some since then say they've gotten in. So I'm, I, I'm, I'm just really curious to see how far down the list they're going to have to go. I'm curious. I do know of an angler that would probably be next uh, on on the list of if they went beyond fifty, that would probably get a letter. So I'm, I'm I don't think he's gotten one yet. Um, but I'm curious how far they'll actually go to try to try to fill that up. Not to not to poke the bear. Where where were you in points this year? Oh, I was way down there. They they would have to get real desperate. <laughs> Although, I mean, not that I, I I don't have 30k to blow, but it sounds like all I'd have to do is place a phone call. Make a phone call. How many social media followers you got? That plays that that might play a, play a part of it as well. Boat brand may have something to do with it too. Well, it might. It might. I, yeah. I, I checked that box too. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's real interesting to me that we're struggling to find anglers for some of these deals. Well, it's going to get. I mean, it's really going to get very interesting. I, the surprising part, I guess, is that that the bass opens have gotten so many so quick. But you look at the defections, um, and, and I'm I'm thoroughly convinced that any angler that fished FLW for any period of time at all. This is this is now going to the invitationals is actually the second blow to them. This isn't the first. This is the second blow to them. Yeah. Since MLF took over. Those guys don't take that very well. They they see the writing on the wall. It's not going to get better. It's gonna, just going to keep getting worse. And I think that's what has sent them out right out the door. Several, several went out when it, the first time it happened, and several, you know, hung in there a little while longer. But I think majority of those guys um have now left. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see what the invitational uh, roster is going to be when they finally uh, publish that. Right. It's. I want to see too 
Because didn't the BPT guys get like what was the what was the quote that that um, Boyd made as far as they get an opportunity to sign up for one or all or something, and so you may have some that are full and some that aren't in terms right, of right because it's it's let's see they go um, they go top seventy five of the previous year right so the top seventy five in pro circuit from from this year qualify. And then they start going into the Toyota series. And then after they do the Toyota series, the top 15 in each division, then it goes to BPT guys can enter individual tournaments. Individual tournaments. Okay. Uh, and then after that, they they kind of see what's left and feel from there. Hell, they may they may pay BPT guys just to fish a couple of them, just to have a full field in some places. It will be interesting to see. Um, I'm curious how long it's going to take them to actually give us you know, give us those names. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So back to the elite series roster. Um, I, I, I didn't, I don't think anybody really, I, you know, I did what I didn't do was go back and compare who's not coming back. I think the ones not coming back, we already know, right. In terms of the, um, the, you know, medical exemptions and things like that. But everybody else seems to be back in line with, with who was there in the past. Um, well, it's an increased field, so I don't know that they really kicked anybody out other than people may have left on their own. Right. It almost seems like maybe they just they kind of held, if you wanted to stick around, they let you stick around. Yeah, because it was 100, and um, they were at 100. We, we were down to what? 90 anglers, 90 something, something like that. Cause I think it was like 94, 95 last year or yeah. this year. I'm sorry. I was, was trying, like I was trying to pull back up the, uh, the schedule from this year to see kind of where they ended up and, um, see what, uh, you know, like at Oahe where they were and who all was, see if anybody stood out. But I don't think anybody really, I, I can't think of anybody or see anybody that we don't already know about that, that it's not coming back. That was already that was already there, so um, it seems like that field staying pretty consistent for the most part. So, are you guys yes. surprised that the field number went up though? Because I mean, I well, when, when the split happened, it was seventy five anglers, and I think it went to eighty something the year after that, and then ninety four this year. And so, is that a good thing or a bad thing, or does it not matter with it going up to you over now over hundred anglers for this season upcoming season? I think so. They had ninety guys at Oahu, Oahe, and I think that I think guys wanted to be around a hundred, but I think a hundred and four. I th I still think they're shy. I think elite series anglers wanted a hundred, but they're going to end up with a hundred and fifteen to one hundred and twenty at some point. I think probably max. I don't know that for sure. It just feels the, that way. The only problem is it, is it goes back to they change the rules again. Last year, guys got cut. This year, guys didn't get cut. Yeah. So, I mean, I understand trying to get the field up a little bit. I mean, that's 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 entry fee dollars that you can that you can capture. But at some point, it, I mean, it still goes back to, and this is both organizations that they don't stick to. You know, we get a game plan at the beginning of the year, nice new set of rules and all that, and they don't stick to them. Yeah. Uh, you know, a year or two at best is all either organization really sticks to their to the rules. So 
well, there again, it's still it's still that moving target that all these guys are chasing. So it's kind of crazy. Well, 94, 94 started the season yep. at uh, at Harris Chain or St. John's River. So ninety four started the season. Ninety ended the season. Um, the way it looks, and so now we're starting out with one hundred and four. Um, so I, but at at what point do you have that? Like it doesn't change, right? BPT, you know, they say eighty all year long, and so at what point? I guess I think they may have one or one dropout or two. I don't I don't remember what it ended up being, but um, it didn't change a lot of stuff there. So um, you start out at ninety four, and you know, and and you're going to go to one hundred and four. I'm with you. F- find the number, but be consistent. Stay there. If you're out, you're out. If you're in, you're in, and that's why it's going to be because you got a lot of guys right now. Fishing third year, Daryl Gleason, um, you know, Hamner, Streisner, others, they're going into year three that, you know, they need to have. I mean, we watched Carl get bumped years ago. And right. even a couple of years ago was told he was on the bubble and he better pick it up. And so after requalifying, so um, pick a number, stay with it on both sides. And let's, you know, of course, on bass, it'll be a little bit easier because I don't think Invitationals will ever have a true number to fully stay with, and BPT is going to be at 80. It's just a matter of who they, how they want to manipulate those rules to keep owners in, things like that. Although we'll give them credit for bumping out Grigsby and others this year that are, you know, quote-unquote owners and having to, you know, add new blood in there. I give them credit for that. But um, pick a number, stay with it, and then let's work around that number. I don't, I don't, know, I don't know how – how they would or if they would ever get to that conclusion though on where it needs to stop and stay. So but. well, you know, it, it would be one thing if they said it at the beginning of the year, but I don't I mean and maybe they did. I don't know. We just missed it. But this seems like a kind of a last minute decision. And and when you're doing things like that, it almost like it, it can be kind of a favoritism deal. It depends on who it is. It's on the chopping block as to, as to how you're making your decisions. And that's that's just not a good it doesn't look good. No, it doesn't. And, you know, the only thing is, you know, it, it opened up that deal for Nixon because Clun requalified without having to use a, a, a Legends exemption. So that allowed Nixon to get a Legends exemption and get back in. But I was trying to see why why they went to 104 and if it said anything in the uh, in the press release that came out last week. And I don't see anything uh, as to why they went you know, to a, a bigger field size. I know they want to keep that, you know, that field cut to 50 anglers. And it seemed like, you know, every time they lost one, they had to come down an angler on that. So instead of being 50, it was 49. And, you know, it, it seems like, what, 45 guys or 46 guys made the third day cut. So I they're just trying to keep 50 in the field for day three or what. But um, I would like a little more explanation on why they went up to 104. But – I know the guys are on the bubble are excited about it. They they get to play another play another day, and uh, of course, you got to pay to be there. So that's uh, one of those things. But David, thoughts? Or you? Thought, uh, the only thing I can think of this like I forget who else. I know Gary Klaus was on a medical, medical exemption. exemption. I can't. I'm not, but there was only like one, maybe one or two other people that didn't retire due to medical hardship. So I'm I just can't figure out where the 
the additional spots really come from. But, um, but no, uh, it's a decision they made not to cut anybody. That's, that's all it. it was. That's all it was. It yeah. yeah. And so it's, it's good to see the field numbers. I guess if for people that I guess three or three years ago, I don't know, four years ago when that split all happened that with the field size, I would get to that point, which I don't think it ever was going to be really an issue unless bass is totally like blew it up and uh, burnt everything with all the possible anglers coming in. But um, we'll see. I know guys always complain about uh, payouts, you know, again, but I think it was top 45 or 48 that qualified. So it might bump down one or two more spots on the day three payout, but I'm pretty sure guys like, where's the extra money from the extra, these extra 10 anglers going to. So, but other than that, we'll see how it goes. I, I, I don't know. I don't know if I really want to see it back to the 115, 120 uh, angler fields. Again, it's called the elites for a reason. So I'd rather see that guys that are there, just like well, I think last week we noticed some of BPT. Uh, I'd rather see the the best of the best, even if it means guys that are favorites get cut because of the fact that they just didn't perform. But um, and, and again, maybe you know, not to say anything bad about some of the legends that are a part of the sport, but. Then again, again, this is called the Elite Series, and it should be the best of the best, and it should be by performance. What number do you want it to be at, David? What's your ultimate Elite Series field number? I liked it when it was when they when they got it down to seventy five. Again, maybe because that was kind of forced. That was a nicer size field, but uh, and I guess with that too, it was a little bit their approach with coverage was a bit different because they, I think shared the love with it, pretty much all the, the whole entire field. So I think every angler got some type of coverage. So for guys that we didn't know, at least we got a chance to see who they were at least. But um, I, I'd say well, like, that I was, was definitely kept it a hundred. That was also Bass's deal of saying, Hey, you know, we hey, love you. <laughs> we love you. Everybody's going to get a camera this year. Yeah. Everybody's going to get coverage and it didn't happen. Right. We did we did get to learn. I mean, how do you not get to know guys when sixty of your freaking field went away? You're gonna have to get to know guys, right? Now and I like the hundred number. I like the hundred number. I like the cut at fifty. Um if everybody stays, I I I like it, right? I also like the fact that, you know, or I would like the fact that I had to do it is, you know, I don't know, KG, if, if, if somebody takes a medical exemption, do you pull a major league deal and you go down and grab the leader of the opens and say, hey, come on up and play? Do you do that to keep it at 100 or no? No. No? no. You got to no, earn it. I, I, I would not agree with that either. Okay. If you qualify for the elites or, or, or you don't. Um, okay. I, I, you know, I'm sure, and we don't, we don't know this, okay, that, you know, this is a business for bass. So there's got to be a number of anglers for the elite series that allows them to do what they do between right. their payout, what they pay for their TV or their, their live production, all the stuff that they do for their organization. There's got to be a, a magic number of we need this amount in entry fees. Uh, and, and it would not surprise me if that number, you know, if they do need more entries to help solidify, you know, what they're what they're paying out without losing money. Right. Uh, and and I'm sure that's probably a little of what's driving the number back up a little bit. Um, it, my only complaint in the deal is it just seems like it's after the fact. Okay, I don't really care what the number is, really. Um, 
but I I don't like I don't like the decision being made at, at the end. Like it's like all of a sudden let's let's do it now. Set your rule beginning of the year so everybody knows what you're qualifying for, how it's going to turn out. Stick with that all the way through the end of the year. If you need to change it, then change it for the next year. So you go into the year knowing what the rules are and you stick to them. Yeah. It, it, my only complaint, and and look, if this was happening at at, at MLF, we would we would be complaining also. We would. So yeah. it's it's. I'm, I look at both organizations in the same way. They either I either agree with what they do or I disagree with what they do. My only disagreement in this is the fact that it seems like it was it was after the fact or at the at the end of the season when they made that decision to do it. Right. I understand increasing the field. I understand keeping your guys. I just don't like the fact that it looks like it was a last minute late decision. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're right. You're right. I want to see uh I want to see a solid field number and I want to see if you don't qualify you're gone. If you don't if you don't have a good year or don't I don't have a good couple of years that I mean you got to look at guys like Matty Wong. Matty's going into year 2. You got a two year minimum and then things change, right? For you. So, you know, do you get two years and then the third year is your is your bailout year or a year that you get you get pushed or what? What it's gonna make me do is gonna make me start my AOI spreadsheet again. That's what it's gonna make me do. So. I, I'll tell you, I'll tell you the biggest issue with that scenario is th- this may be the biggest problem with having to fish all nine opens to requalify. Because if you're an angler that you know you might be on the bubble, historically you could fish the opens to try to requalify in the same year. So, you, so, it, yeah. so if you know you might get bumped, fish the opens to try to to try to stay in there or requalify. So in essence, you don't get bumped because you've just requalified. Right. That was easier to do as an elite series angler when you only had to fish one division, three tournaments to do that. Mm-hmm. It's re- going to be really hard, if not impossible, to fish a full elite series plus all nine opens. Right. right. So if you're that bubble guy, bubble guy, that's that's your way back in is to fish the opens, but it's not very realistic to do both in the same year. No. no. So then you, you stand the you stand the chance of being kicked out for at least a year because then you, you have to fish the opens the next year to try to requalify. Right. Right. Well, it's gonna make for an interesting season. I'm excited for it. Uh season kicks off where, Dave, I know it's coming up the twenty twenty three season. Let me pull it up here real quick. We, it's, 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 I had it's, it. Yeah, I did too. It's um, Elite Series kicks off on Okeechobee February 16th through the 19th. And then they back that up with Seminole February 23rd through the 26th. And then we go to the Bassmaster Classic in March in Knox, Vegas. So excited about that one as well. It's going to be a really good year. I mean, they've got some really good events on the schedule next year. Uh, from Okeechobee, Seminole, they go to Murray, Santee, Lay Lake here in Alabama, Sabine River, St. Clair, Champlain, and St. Lawrence. So a lot of our a uh, lot of our standard issue uh, tournaments on there, especially up north. But Okeechobee will be interesting. Um, Seminole they hadn't been there in a while. Um, in fact, I was there the last time they were there. Murray uh, will be will be a good one. Murray's going to get beat up this year between MLF, FLW, Toyota Opens, and then the Elites. Santee as well were there last year. Uh, late April Santee could be an interesting one as well. So going to be uh, going to be a fun season. Looking forward to that. A lot of stuff coming up there uh, as well. So all right, David, what else did I miss this past um, week? 
don't think there was much. I I know the big thing was the Elite Series. I don't know. Besides everyone talking about Black Friday sales and promos, I don't know if there was anything else that was big. That unless I missed something, but yeah, I don't. I don't think there was anything that was worthwhile. Okay. At least. All right. Besides people, again, you, you talked about besides people making their announcements to fish the Bassmaster Opens. A lot of that going around. Any surprises there, KG, that you saw? Um, Scanlon surprised me just for a second. Just for a second. But man, he, I, I'm but not surprised by anybody that's been fishing FLW and pro, Bass Pro. Um, <laughs> and pro Circuit. <laughs> it would... It, any of those guys that make the decision not to fish the invitations is not a surprise at all to me. Right. I, I mean, yeah, it's, it, it is like a slap in the face. That's the way those guys take it. I, I you know, Mike Sermon is one that, get, that fished every single one of them. He won the very first one and fished every single one of them. And he's fishing Bassmaster opens. I mean, those guys can only take so much. Yeah. Um, yeah. And and they they take it personal, and I, I don't blame them. I, I probably would too if I was in their situation. So it's going to take new blood in order to fill those invitationals. It's going to take some new blood for MLF to do, to do that, and and it's going to take guys that haven't been there and understand that it's a downgrade and from what they were. It's going to take guys that feel like it's an upgrade from what they are. So some of these Toyota guys, okay, they fish Toyota series, maybe some BFLs. It's an upgrade. It's a chance to be so-called pro. Right. Um, so that's what it's going to take to, to fill it up. It's just going to be, it, I'll be, I'll be interested to see if they fill it and how long it takes them. Yep. Yep. Agreed. KG or David. I think just to add to what KG was saying, I think talking about new blood, I think the new blood is the younger guys. Cause I, I think that's what that's, those are the only guys I think that might just see, uh, Benefit in trying to fish the, uh, the invitationals because uh, even I forgot who it was, Tristan McCormick. I believe he's committed to fishing the invitationals. So again, I think it's just like you said, mentioning young blood. I mean, new blood. It's going to be the young blood too. That's going to make up a good there, amount of that. There's quite a few really good ones. I mean, yep. there yeah, is, oh no, yeah, there is there is a more than a handful of young guys that have been fishing. They fish Toyota series. We've yeah. seen them in BFLs. I mean, there's some really good. A lot of them came out of college. Um, yeah, a really good group of anglers that yep. that will will fill that void. Um, it'll just be interesting to see, you know, how well they handle it year one and how it grows from there. Right. Yep. Right. Well, being uh, being Thanksgiving week and Thanksgiving coming here uh, tomorrow. As you're listening to this, Thanksgiving coming up. I know we'll all be around family and friends and a lot of things going on and um, a lot of changes here at Angler's Channel and uh, across the industry, things like that. David, what are you thankful for this this holiday season this year? I, I don't know if I'm thankful. Any any extra thankful more than I normally <laughs> only, only because I try to be. I'm not I thankful for nothing, KG. <laughs> no, that's not, what he said. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying, I, I, I am thankful for most things. Like what I'm trying to say is, I don't. I try my best to be intentional and 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 be grateful for all that I have. So I don't think like you know it's 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 nothing that says hey I got to go out of my way because I'm pretty sure I try to express and let people know uh, that. Um, how much they mean to me, how thankful I am for whether what they do for me or what they, um, you know, uh, how, how they impact my life in any way. So it's not that I'm not thankful. It's just, 
it's just like I said, I try my best because even coming out from this pandemic and stuff like that, you know, you never know what's going to happen. You never know when someone's going to, you know, pass away and stuff like that. So that's what I'm trying to say. I try to be thankful every day that I can, which at least be more intentional with letting people know. Uh, so yeah, so I know I didn't answer your question, but um, but no, but I think more than that, just being giving. Try to take whatever opportunities to come my way. I, I try to learn whatever I can, even though uh, I may be a bit slower on the learning side as I get older. But, um, but no, yeah. Okay, KG, how about you? Well, you know, Chris, I'm I'm a very fortunate person. I've got a great family. I've got some great friends. Um, you, you know, the the fishing and fishing industry is something that I've been a part of or watched for a long time i get get an opportunity i mean heck the three of us are here doing this um i'm very fortunate in what i've been able to do um and that my my family is supportive in in letting me do that i've just you know you kind of have to live life without regrets and i'm i feel that i'm able to do that and you know the fishing community is a pretty cool pretty cool group of people and you know the stuff that we we get to do um, on a weekly basis is pretty cool. So I'm I'm thankful for that opportunity. It uh, it, it it doesn't suck, that's for sure. I know our buddy Alan McGuckin with Dynamic Sponsorship. His dad always told him, you know, do something you love, and you'll never work a day in your life. And I'm very fortunate that in 2002, uh, I met a gentleman that allowed me the opportunity to get into this industry um, at Striking Lure Company and. Eventually worked my way up into a marketing director role there. Uh, I was there for almost 10 years, and um, here we are. We're getting ready to roll into 2023. And 2016, 20, late 2015, John Byrne gave me an opportunity to come to English Channel and to um, basically he handed me the keys to this thing. And, David, I think you and I met through Rigid a long time ago at a show um, or like a classic. 2015, your final year there. Yeah, yeah <laughs> 2015, yeah. And uh, so we met, and then, um, but John handed me the keys to this thing, and it was obviously the website, and I'll never forget, because he flew to Scottsboro, where I was living at the time. My On day one, he walked in, and we sat at my computer and pulled the website up, and he says, I like that website, huh? And I'm like, What's well, good. It's time for a redesign. He said, we just redesigned it three years ago. I said, well, we're two and a half years too late. And it took a lot of fight, a lot of, a lot of, a lot of blood, sweat and tears, a lot of cussing and, um, you know, a lot of doubt on his part, but we were able to do it and, uh, working with a team and, and got the website redesigned. And then, um, we, you know, we started filming ABT and I met Kenneth who didn't like me when I first met him and I wasn't sure I liked him when I first met him, <laughs> but you know, John handed me the keys, to this thing, we started, we, we, we redesigned the site. We had the Angler's channel, um, TV at that time. It was the, it was the progressive bass wrap up show that was going on. I had a hand in it with Kenny Cornell and then started doing the ABT TV show, uh, which was a lot of fun. And that's turned into and spawned into a, a complete other animal all on its own. But um, I was given the, given the opportunity to take this website and this TV show and, and and grow it, and we did, and we saw just super cool growth over the last six seven years. And then um, I remember going to him and say, "Hey, I want to start a podcast. I don't know why. I don't even know how to spell podcast. I don't know how to do a podcast. 
I knew he had radio stations in Clemson and other places, and I was picking people's brains on how to do this, how to do that. And Vance and I started one, then Jason got involved, and somewhere along the way, I said, I need an intern, then David popped up out of nowhere, and you know, and I had to hire him, and then we're like, well, let's let's bring David on the show and see how he does, and so we did that, and then... They regret it. <laughs> you guys regret it. No, they didn't regret it. We just weren't sure where we we're going to take this little Asian kid, what we're going to do with him, right? <laughs> intern David, how we're going to work this into the mold. And then uh, Jason's like, well, I got a guest picker this week. And then Kenneth shows up, and I'm like, holy crap, now there's four of us. And then Jason decides he wants to go play with boats somewhere and, you know, and, and, and uh, get busy on us and everything. And um, it's just been, you know, it, it's been really crazy. And you, what, 2019, David, you joined us on the podcast, I want to say? January 2019. Well, I started, yeah, I joined English Channel, I guess, officially. Because, you know, Chris Brown on this podcast talks about, hey, I, I need an intern. I think that was back in, like, I forget. It was, like, around this time, maybe, like, yeah, 2018. And, yeah, because Caden was in basketball, but, and you called, and I was going to a basketball game, and you called one night. And we finally got to talk. My so. email got ignored <laughs> for months. I don't say. I did you get it? Did, did, I, did I ignore it for real? And I, I forget. So when I got the when I got your your phone call, it was out of the blue. I'm like, that was like months ago. That was so. basketball season, dude. I was busy. I was burning up the road. Right? I was burning up the road. I, I thought it was just yeah, trash pile. <laughs> trash pile. It could have been. You never know with my email. But, um, you know, and then KG, you and I finally got to know each other a little better. And uh, you came on the show and got more involved with ABT. And I said it the other day to everybody uh, that was watching the, the promo show, the, the championship show, and how cool it was because you would take Kenny out on the water, right? And he would, and he would always tell me, put a microphone on the guy, the boat driver, and get some insight. And I'm like, my boat drivers can't talk, much less you know, anything. They can barely drive a boat. I'm not going to talk to any of them, right? But he'd put you on camera or at least get you talking a little bit. And it's just so cool to see where you've come from to where you are now. I mean, hosting the show, the Academy stuff, and everything you do for this podcast, it's so cool to see where you've come from and what you've done. Um, and knowing you like I do now, you know, that it's a big deal. And then knowing that your wife has never seen one of your TV shows is even better. And, <laughs> and now working next to your son on the live trailer and him like him holding his ears going, just shut up, dad, shut up. When the, beforehand we were like, just keep talking, Kenneth, keep talking, keep talking. And now he won't shut up, David, like literally, literally Saturday morning, Preston took his headphones off and went. I'm done. I'm not listening to him anymore. You know, he's like, I'm this, it's not happening. And so it was, it was, it's just, it's been really cool to see. And David, you have completely come out of your shell, not as much as I'd like to see, but you've completely come out of your shell here as well and, um, and doing things. But I say all that to say, I'm very thankful for you two and what you've done for me, what you've done for Angler's channel of course, very thankful for my wife and my family and all the stuff that they've gone through with all this as well. But um, very thankful for you guys, the fans, the listeners, the followers. I know I sent out letters, handwritten letters to all the winners this week or last week with trophies and everything. And a lot of guys replied back to me like, man, you actually hand wrote that? Yeah, just saying thanks. It wasn't a big deal, right? Some Somebody, I may have been warned. 
he printed it out or he took the print that I, or the, the, the note that I wrote him and framed it, put it above a time clock or something somewhere. I sent me a picture of it. And I'm like, okay, well, good fishing. Let's go. You know, it was very cool. And, but, uh, anyway, pretty cool little deal. So I just want to say thank you to you guys. Thank you to our listeners, our followers, our fans. There are going to be some changes coming up on the show. Um, I'm going to step away. Um, David and Kenneth, I think, are going to kind of pick this thing up and run. David's like, I think we are. Kenneth's like, I ain't doing anything uh, unless, you know, unless David says something. But I want to step away from the show. And um, there's going to be some transitions around the first of the year for me and my family as well. But it's uh, it's been a blast, guys. I, I, I don't know how else to say it. You guys have bought into – I don't think it's a vision. If it was, it was blurry. Um, it was a thought on how we can expand our reach, expand our medium. And that was at a time when podcasts were kind of a thing. Of course, BTL had always been around. Podcasts were kind of a thing. And then next thing we know is every Tom, Dick, and Harry and uh, Luke has a podcast and is doing things and, and has, has come from come out of the woodwork to do it. But I feel like we were, you know, not one of the first, but one of the first five, maybe <laughs> six, I don't know, whatever it was. And I accidentally clicked on, I went back and looked at downloads and some stuff. And I went all the way back to show number one and I accidentally clicked on it. And it started playing. I'm like, oh, God, this is awful. This is really, really bad. So I think we've done 276 of these, 277 of these now, maybe 78. And um, they've been a lot of fun. They really have. I'm going to miss them. But I know I'm handing it over to you guys, and y'all are going to take it and run with it and, uh, and, and, and do what you can with it. You guys, we had a vision to make this, to make Angler's Channel, you know, the best damn grassroots tournament bass fishing resource, you know, on the web. And we did that and we continue to do that. And David, you have the biggest hand in that with the content that you provide and the things you do. KG, you have a giant hand in that with the insights you give to this show and the stuff you do for Alabama Bass Trail and for Angler's Channel Bass Wrap-Up TV show. And uh, I can't thank you guys enough, and I can't thank our, the folks that have supported this 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 channel and this website and this TV show for over the years. And I hope you guys continue to do so. I will continue to do so. I will continue to follow. I got my hats. I'll still wear my hats and follow you guys. But we have an opportunity to do something bigger. Uh, my family and I are still in the industry, and we're very excited about it. And uh, more news will come out about that soon. David will be the first one to get the press release. But um, I just want to say thank you from the bottom of my heart to you two, uh, most of all, for joining this ride with me in this absolute crazy freaking roller coaster that we've been on the last four, five, six years of this show, five years of this show, and joining me in the vision of Angler's Channel and, and jumping in there with both feet and making it what it is, even if we're trying to increase the TikTok viewership of Kenneth Grover and Fishing North Alabama. Thank you guys from the bottom of my heart. I really appreciate you. So that's all I got to say about that. So with that, go ahead, Dave. Sorry. No. See, yeah, like I was saying, I, I, I it's going to suck that obviously, you know, that, that you're no longer going to be, I guess, a permanent presence on, on, on the English channel side, but I, I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to where you go, how this new opportunity, what it brings you. Cause definitely I would, 
I would probably still be the dorky Asian guy hanging out at doing stupid stuff at different, you know, fishing events. And if it wasn't for you, so obviously, um, what was it? Me being here for almost four years, you know, that, that, again, that's it's not just uh, just because uh, it's a fishing thing or whatever, but it's also a testament to what you, Chris Brown, has uh, presented, what you brought to the table and, um, you know, showing me your if, if you say uh, a blurry vision, but a vision that uh, I definitely wanted to hope to <clears throat> make happen and make it real. So but definitely if, if it wasn't for you, I uh whether I'm a social media ninja or whatever intern or whatever other nicknames you have for me in the past, uh, I wouldn't be those if it wasn't for you. So I, out of all of us here, I mean, out of uh, uh, the both of us for sure, uh, I, I definitely owe you more than enough things that I can ever repay. Well, you're now the new social media ninja and the host of the Angler's Channel Sutter podcast. So, <laughs> I don't know how that how that sounds in your ears, but that's what's about to happen. So the way it sounds, anyway. So, but yeah, we'll see. I, I, I know there's a lot of stuff. There's still a lot of things that need to play out, but we'll we'll see how it goes. I know that I can. You know, I joke with the, with the, the listeners that do listen to the Chris Brown list shows that you know. It, it ain't the same. I, I try my best to do my my Walmart imitation of Chris Brown, but uh, hopefully, um, you know, uh, you're up to the, the you're up to the Bucky's impersonation now. You're you're getting <laughs> you're, you're you're getting a lot better at it. You really are. So I I, I felt a sense of I, I felt a sense of calm come over you when I sent you the pod notes or or the uh, the the reads <laughs> last week. I sent me an email and I kind of got I got this, <sighs> uh, you know, from from his from his reply email. So. I felt a little better about that once you got that, but no, I'll, uh, hopefully you'll have me back on the show sometime and, uh, you can, I can come in from a, uh, from a guest standpoint at some point and we can, uh, and cut it up like we used to. So, but uh, so. might be our most popular episode for once I take over. <laughs> probably not. Probably not. There's a lot of folks listening to the show going, hell yeah, no more CB, bring it on. I know MLF is Joe Parker's like, shit. Yeah, you're right. Get rid of that clown. Here we go. All right. Y'all y'all might get some new sponsorships out of this deal. You never know. So you never know. KG? Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably not. You're right. <laughs> it was a good thought. It was well, a good you know, thought. I mean, you know, you know how I feel, Chris. It started off as a as a working relationship that I, I feel like we've become friends and I I I think all three of us have. Yeah. And and I think I think that's what's made, you know, the popularity of this podcast what it is because we just kind of get here and cut up amongst ourselves and somewhere along the lines, we've got enough people that are willing to listen and, you know, and gravitate towards what we have to say. So, yeah, but, but it's always been, it's, it's been your vision. You, you've, you've, or, or your train that we've just jumped on. So we've just, you're a hard worker. You, 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 you embrace challenges and meet them head on. And I think Dave and I both have kind of, you know, picked up on that and try to try to do what we can to not slow you down. So, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, we, we, I know we both appreciate your leadership and what you've done for both those. So, well, I and I'm looking forward to what you have in store for you personally. Yeah. I appreciate that. I appreciate that very much. And, I appreciate you guys for standing behind me and throwing fuel on the fire and stoking the coals and, and keeping this train running because you guys have both done a hell of a job. That's for sure. So with that, folks, 
Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. Thanks for listening to all these podcasts. If you're new here, come back. You'll enjoy these two a lot more than you will me, I promise you. And uh, if, you're, if you've been here a while, keep supporting these guys. Keep supporting this channel. Keep supporting this website and doing what you do. We, we greatly appreciate it. And uh, from our family to yours, we surely hope you guys have a wonderful Thanksgiving. Guys, I hope both you and your families have a wonderful Thanksgiving this week. And I uh, hope all of our listeners and, and friends and families have a wonderful Thanksgiving. And um, check us out online at anglerschannel.com. If you got tournaments, you got results, send them to David, D-X-I-O-N-G at anglerschannel.com. And, um, yeah, you guys stay out of trouble. Have a great, great weekend. KG, take us out of here one last time. Don't take it personal. Happy Thanksgiving. Thanks for listening to this week's Angler's Channel Insider Podcast. Brought to you by Under Armour Fish, Costa Sunglasses, Pro Charging Systems, X-Zone Lures, and Trickstep. Visit anglerschannel.com, your number one bass fishing tournament resource.